Ashton Kutcher is unstuck in time. Comedy Central hits big with Chappelle Show and Broad City. And ladies and gentlemen, Tech War. This week on 30-20-10. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 302010, the Lasers of Network's weekly pop culture time machine, taking you on a pop culture journey across three decades, helping you figure out where you were, who you were, what you were doing, who you were doing. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Who else is with me? I'm Diana Goodman, and this week we're going to West Virginia, and we're going to Florida, and we're going to Arkansas, and we're going to Ohio, and Maryland, and Nebraska, and we're going to North Carolina, and Australia, and Canada, pretending to be New York City. Yeah. I looked those uh, all up. You can check my math. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm J.R. Rawls, and fuck you, January 19th to January 25th. This is the most depressing episode yeah. of 302010 I have ever done. Every single decade, there are at least two movies where horrific violence or rape against yeah. women or children is the central premise of the film. If not two <laughs> per decade. If, and you're, he's, he's not even talking about the stuff that doesn't have that is unrepentantly awful. <laughs> there's, some, there's some bright moments in this episode, but you almost have to hear how awful these movies get. There's only this one is... like, man, I wish I could have checked out this one. Yeah, there is one good movie yeah. here. One. Yes. Well, one and a half? There's there's mm. some other good stuff. No, I mean, usually the January is fun because we have the award stuff and the dump trash. And this week we have very little award stuff and mostly dump trash. From here on out, it picks up. But this is the low point, everyone. Mm -hmm. There is one movie I will recommend out of all these films. Only one. Whew. But some great shows, some great programs come about, and uh, some great episodes of stuff. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much once again to our patrons. Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Got a Gremlins episode uh, up talking about Gremlins on its 40th anniversary. Mm. I think that might be one of my... It's in my top three or five of the 19, entire 1980s. Gremlins fucking rules. And we also may have recorded one about Terminator. Over a hundred, maybe a thousand podcasts of this. Uh, Patreon.com slash LaserTime. Give us five bucks. Behind the scenes stuff. Commentaries. There's a ton of shit there. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for your support. Your five dollars. Everybody who didn't give us five dollars, you better turn off the podcast right now. You're not allowed to. I'm just kidding. Let's get into the show. 30, 20, and 10 years ago, where we look at the world 30, 20, and 10 years ago. Uh, we're through the window this week of January 19th to the 25th. Just about to close out January. So let's start as we always do. 30 years ago, 1994. A little bit of news to let you know what's going on. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Uh, yeah. And I agree with all of these. I mean, this good, is early on, lineup. so it's just like, of course. Yeah. Uh, the Animals, yeah. the band, Dwayne Eddy. Okay, I don't understand that. I don't even know who that is. Grateful it's, Dead. He's an early rock guitarist. He did the ah. Peter Gunn theme, and that's all. Oh you shit! Know. Yeah, uh, season three of Sopranos. Awesome. Grateful Dead, Elton John, John Lennon, Bob Marley, and Rod Stewart for Spy Hunter. Did he like write it after playing the video game? I yes, he did. He wrote it in 1986 <laughs> after seeing Spy Hunter. Now and then. Uh, in other music news, Brian Adams becomes the first major Western rock act to play Vietnam since the end of the war. W yeah. It's so depressing well, to think about. Was there... Yeah, that's like 20 years, so yeah. I, I know, but I have to imagine... 
the reasons are depressing. Just mostly like, where would you play? When did they build up a venue big enough to house a Western? Oh, no, uh, no. Saigon's always been a, a city of, of the millions, mm. even after conquest by the North. Um, so, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Vietnam liberalized economically fairly quickly in the mid 1980s. So South Vietnam only had communist economic economist system for about 10 years. So they lightened up pretty quickly compared to most of the rest of the communist world. So they were willing to bring in acts. Yeah. I mean, we're at the point where, you know, the Soviet Union only fell a couple of years ago. China and Vietnam are liberalizing. Most, Most of the communist places are liberalizing. Cuba liberalizing, except when it comes to the U.S. and everyone else is mm. like, we have a lot of people. We can make shit. We can buy shit. So, no, this yeah. is actually the worst time in Cuba's history because they're not yeah. liberalizing at this point. They are uh, sticking to their guns and trying to keep communism after their subsidies from the Soviet Union fell. So the 90s right. are a horrible Oh, that's right. I'm forgetting about that. Yeah, I think it took them a while before they're like, German tourists, wouldn't you love to come to Cuba? <laughs> We're great. Yeah. And then uh, uh, lastly in music news, Michael Jackson settles a civil lawsuit over molesting 13-year-old boys out of court. Why does this keep coming up? Is Michael Jackson being targeted or is he targeting children? I know which one I believe. It's the latter. (laughs) Uh, It just amazes me the mindset that he was allowed to be a star for two decades after this. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or that, or that you, we live in such a culture like you don't have to do much to keep a story like this quiet. It's not that I don't know about bribes or any of that, but I always say with the Bill Cosby no. stuff, I did all those book reports on him. Those stories were out there, but I, there's a reason they didn't get widespread coverage, and I'm sure something else was negotiated. And mm. I think it's just yeah. all plausible deniability. We yeah. can all just yeah. accept. Oh, that person's just in it for the money. They're making something up. And that person's in it for and that, oh, per- and that person, that person, that person, that person, that person, that person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, seems to have. Oh, and then once you can see that awful documentary, you can see it all put together in front of your own eyes. He really didn't care what he was doing <laughs> in front of you. But anyway, he's just a strange guy. He's eccentric. Moving on to 1994 movies. January 19th to the 25th. It is a weird one. Philadelphia is still number one in the box office, as it should be. I didn't know this movie existed because my introduction to her was through Charlie's Theron. Uh, Eileen Warren, The Selling of a Serial Killer. Yep. Eileen Warren knows Selling of a Serial Killer, which is the big Nick Broomfield documentary. He did two on them. Two on her. This is a big one. It's a very good documentary. It gets a lot of attention. I wish we could talk about it next week because we're talking monster next week. And this is what Charlize Theron studied. We can't do it next week because 94 is packed for some fucking reason. Mm -hmm. So we got to talk about it now. Uh, Yeah, fascinating. One one of the only Only? true female serial killers that kills with violence. There are a lot of serial killers that kill with medical malfeasance and poisoning. Not as many with the shooting and the stabbing. (laughs) It's not our thing. Yeah, it's a uh, it's one of those documentaries you watch and you go, wow, this sucks. Because if you were to like design a childhood to produce yeah. a female serial killer, I'm not sure you could do better than the childhood she had. It was just utterly horrific and awful from start to finish. But that doesn't excuse all the murdering. Nah, nah, yeah, doesn't. Nope. <sighs> uh. Yeah, um, speaking of a movie I didn't know existed, I had no idea 
that this next movie existed. Oh, I didn't? thought the series ended well before this, before its star died. Its star's not dead for a while. Ago? Five months ago, he died. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, I think he dies in the 2000s. Let me look this um, up. But did it, I fuck this up? It stars Michael Parks, the star of Then Came Bronson, Son a of a very, bitch, you're right. He died in 2003. I thought it was 93. A very, very deep mystery science reference where you go, man, nowhere <laughs> in particular. Man, I wish I was you. That's Michael Parks. <laughs> and then he's also starring along Charles Bronson. And Charles, because I had a, we had a brief fixation of the pulpy, violent, kind of right-wingy Charles Bronson movies of the late 70s and 80s, including Death Wish being the best of them and still pretty... <laughs> unrecommendable death wish five the face of death is out this uh, week you know how i got confused this is his last film it, this is his last theatrical film yeah he does not yeah, like, star in another movie in a theater ever so this is the only death wish film i've ever seen oh and no you watched it oh yeah and uh cannot recommend uh cheesy schlocky uh, formulaic from start to finish i did find it really interesting. The first Death Wish film came out in 1974. Mm -hmm. This is the final in 1993. So it's a 19-year series with five entries. And those 19 years cover some of the most largest, biggest increases in violent crime yeah. in American history. The crime rate was going up the decade before uh, the first Death Wish, and it went out up, 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 up all throughout the 19 years I, of the Death Wish series. That and is it, why I found the, the the Bruce Willis remake like a repugnant notion because like they were, the original Death Wishes were preying on re very real fears for people who lived in cities. Mm -hmm. But now, in like 2019, well, like things haven't been safer. No one feels like that anymore unless you want to well, make they, them feel like that. Yeah, unless they want to. Mm -hmm. You know, Things have actually gotten a lot worse since 2019. The crime rate has skyrocketed. Uh, it's, it's, a it's, lot. it's, it's I wonder if something down. happened yeah. between now and 2019. Did Did people maybe get there's a lot of people out of work. Yeah. 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 All I need to know about this movie is the phrase remote controlled explosive soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> Please uh, explain. Th it's the funniest thing about it is. I, I have watched all of these, but they run together because everyone, like, Charles Bronson is out of wives and children to murder to send him on a vigilante killing spree. <laughs> That's why he gets a new wife in this yeah. film. In five, oh, he's, no. like, he gets married, married just so she can get murdered. Number five. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, it's he... he wisely decided to marry the wife of a mob boss. Michael uh, oh. Yeah, nothing will go wrong with that plan, Charles. And 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 but it, it's funny reading the reviews of this. This is a bad, boring movie by 1990 standards with less violence than the original, which is kind of their only saving grace. If you want to see Jeff Goldblum in a jughead hat saying I kill rich cunts and then doing something unspeakable, that's your movie. But this has none of that. It kind of pulls it pulls its punches in the violence, which is only weird because one of the movies in the next segment is just one of the most has some of the most repugnant shit. I don't think you could put in a movie now. Why did 1994 Charles Bronson movie shy away? It's difficult to say. It was a massive bomb. Charles Bronson was never on a screen again. Uh, this is the uh, the it's movie. Such a weird movie star. To be fair, oh, it's, it's like, yeah. but like 
those his movies are really fun. The good movies that he, that he's in are great. If you can mm-hmm. see like uh, Great Escape and Once Upon a Time in the West, there's something really fun about the first couple Death, Death Wishes and what did I, Mr. Majestic. I just watched that a year or so ago. They're hilarious, but all kind of right wingy and a little too violent. But sometimes yeah. you're in the mood for that. Yeah, they're all about finally a good man breaks and he gets to mete out some justice to yeah. these damn black people. Every single one is a society <laughs> has pushed this man too far. And he was a handsome dude. World War vets. Uh, your your grandfather probably loved Charles Bronson. Um, oh, yeah. And he's the basis of every blue collar voice on The Simpsons. Here you go, A for effort, kid. Uh, and the movie I wish I saw uh, was uh, Nermal Pondi and Seamus Biswas. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Bandit Queen, which sounds yeah, like a I far mean, more interesting. No, you don't. Because Again, it's, it's not a bad there's, film. There's a lot of violence against women. One woman. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but she is pushed to the edge and finally takes things into her own hands. But after a lot of assault. Yes. Yeah. A lot of sexual assault in this film, which. Surprise me for an early 90s Indian film. Indian films tend to shy away from graphic depictions of sex. And but you can't nope. kiss, right. but you can't right. have sexual assault. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a horrible story. Uh, she was without a doubt assaulted, and then she became a bandit. You know, India yeah. is a dirt, dirt poor country. And they had literal roving bands of bandits who would yeah, go that, around, especially. you know, basically acting like a mafia, except way worse and way bigger and larger. And they had to call out the army for them. And we've never had to call out the army for the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this was a, a huge international hit. Put the director, Shekhar Kapoor, on the map. But he went on to make Elizabeth, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. And... Um, yeah, I feel like, and because this is also based on a real person who was alive at the time, you could you could maybe pull back on the assaults. You don't need quite so many. Yeah, can you imagine if someone made a movie point. about you and then it was like all sexual assault on you on the screen? Like, yeah. it's everybody, everybody loving this as much as me? Oh, what a great time I'm having watching me in a theater. Done. Like we can, I think after the second or third one, we kind of got the point. Oh, it turns out women are treated badly by all kinds of different men in the world. Uh, gotcha. But yeah, the idea of like, oh, well, you know, this high level guy attacks her. She goes to the cops. The cops attack her. She goes to the, the bandits. The bandits attack her. You know, okay. I understand the point that there is no safety until violence. But yeah. <laughs> Why do we have so much assault this week? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know what was in the air on January nineteenth. I, I mean, it it's, dark. Yeah. it's the the January release dumping ground. All the movies that you know aren't going to break the bank. It's cold outside. What else are you going to see? Uh, maybe mm. something an animated musical. Then maybe something uh, happy. I, I wish. There was the most saccharine, sweet, kid-friendly, yeah. animated schlock this week, just to cleanse my palate. Yeah, I would have yeah. lapped that, that up. Mm-hmm. Well, Ugh. you'll get no such luck because, uh, man, just starting when I'm doing research, I'm like, oh, this is going to be the worst movie of the show. It's not even close. Not <laughs> Mar- even close. <laughs> Martin Landau, Lolita, Davidovich, Lolita Davidovich, Sharon Stone, and Richard Gere, old Dick Gere, in Intersection. Perfect house for the perfect couple. Tell you a secret. Wasn't so perfect. Some people don't know what they have. Are you trying to hide me? Until the moment. Do I know her? They almost 
lose it all. Don't you touch me! Richard Gere. I don't want to lose you! Sharon Stone. I can't lose you! Belita Davidovich. I want to be with you! Whatever you gotta do, do it. Intersection. Rated R. Start snore! Snore, snore, Okay, snore. It's, mm. it's 1994. The height of the erotic thriller. Mm-hmm. You've got Richard Gere, the biggest male star of Guaranteed the Guaranteed to be thriller. naked Sharon Stone. The biggest female star of the erotic thriller. You bring them together for a film about a man feeling sad about his divorce. <laughs> That's what this film is. I was expecting sexy, sexy, naughty sex up the ass, but it's basically about Richard Gere going, gosh, I did get divorced. Was that the right thing? Should I love again? That's it. That's the film. Mm. Yeah. Should I should I maybe try again with my hot wife or should I leave her for my hot girlfriend? Oh no. My the, life is flashing before my eyes because the, the, of the car at the intersection. There's like a couple movies on this list today like what year was this made? Because this would have been a middling story in the fucking 50s. And this is one of them. This is one yeah. of them. Yeah. Holy this shit. is old fashioned enough that it, yeah, if you told me this was originally mm, let me see who do i want to put in there robert wagner i guess in Uh, the in the 60s or 70s yep i totally see that yeah this could be a movie from the 50s and i wouldn't know the difference we have a couple of those you're right ones without assault in them that uh uh so let's get the hell out of movies and go on a television because at least there's well something to talk about (laughs) um first up is a tv movie 1994 tv January 19th to the 25th. Incident in a Small Town, a TV movie with Walter Matthau, Harry Morgan, and Stephanie Zimbalist. That's my favorite name I've said the entire year uh, this season. Zimbalist. Zimbalist. With a Z. So so I did some brief research. This is about a young girl is a victim of a hit-and-run accident. And so there's a chain of events that led to the uncovering of dark secrets within the community. And then I just stopped reading because I just, I do not want to know how dark this TV movie gets. Cause I've had enough darkness this week. Yeah. yeah. This is, I didn't realize this is the third and final TV movie in a series starring Walter Matthau and Harry Morgan as like a de- judge and a detective. Wow. And I was like, again, these guys were so old already and they kept going both of them for at least a little while. Oh we just love God. putting old people in stuff. Good. Do that more. Oh, Ugh. and, I, don't and care. I cannot believe I love talking about this. The show Rolanda debuts this week. It would only have four seasons, but 1,100 episodes of unremarkable <laughs> entertainment. And the only reason I know about it is comedy. I saw someone post a meme like, Talk Soup, where we used to watch viral videos back in the day on E! And the show was covered very heavily by both John Henson and Greg Kinnear. And uh, there's a piece from Conan O'Brien's show where Conan's, my sidekick is out of control. <laughs> Andy, Andy Richter comes out in a cutoff shirt that just says lick on it and won't stop dancing. Conan is crying. And it's on the show, the real show, Rolanda. That's the only context i have i've never watched this show this totally unremarkable show it was like 1700 other things on television there were so many talk shows at this time we're we're really oh god there's so many they're just so easy to make and easy to watch no matter who you are but you know it's the 90s it's mostly whenever a new one of these comes out i always just think of my mom because my Mm -hmm. mom 
loves Oprah, loved Oprah back in the day. And what would get her to go away from Oprah? Not this. Nothing you're showing me is going to make her leave Oprah. So what are you even trying? Yeah, I, I just briefly looked into like there's this is a syndicated show. You could put it any any channel you wanted. The same company made like 18 com- competing types of this show that just slotted in. Do you want do you want a, a guy, girl, black one, white one? We got we got a million different versions of these shows with thousands of episodes, and it doesn't cost you anything. Take it. So finally, what I really wanted to get to the the highlight of TV in the world. No, 1994 this week. (laughs) Maybe the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Tech War. In the year 2044, the most powerful drug known to man is called tech. An electronic mind stimulant so powerful that fantasy and reality seem one and the same. And if you deal in tech, you'd better be able to pay the price. The court finds you guilty and sentences you to 15 years in cryogenic incarceration. Yeah, I froze into cryogenic. And I tried my best to like get a back. This is amazing. And I wanted a cynical look at this, but there's just not a lot of easily f- obtainable information on tech war. No, no. I'm amazed that we have this geek franchise mm-hmm. that was, you know, huge in books, tons of books at the time. Got it, a series of TV movies, got its own series from those TV movies, has William Shatner trying to combine his two most popular characters, Captain Kirk and TJ Hooker, into one franchise, and no one cares about it. There is, like, no record out there. There's no, like, ten things you didn't know about Tech War on YouTube. It's like... Here's the tech war promo. That's it. <laughs> and, and and I went and looked for like uh, user reviews, but the reality of user reviews is that like if you're going out of your way to look and find and leave a user review, you probably like the show a little bit. So they're mostly positive, but it does seem to have left almost no cultural footprint. And what we, if we didn't say, this is all from the mind of William Shatner. He's, he's writing this on... The set of Star Trek V, which he also directed, and he's also directing these episodes. And of course he didn't. I know you're about to say he did not write the books. They are completely ghostwritten by the same guy, all of them. Mm. But William Shatner successfully launched a series of books, a multi-year comic book, video games, movies, and a television show. Why, Why now, you ask? This is just me speculating. He understands the power of Star Trek. Paramount just announced its own channel, which is now where Star Trek is going to go live as opposed to its years and successful syndication. I, William Shatner, have seen the benefit of sci-fi syndication. I am going to create my own franchise that I own, that I star in, that I write. I will get all the residuals. You can't blame him for trying. And again, that's speculative on my part. But wouldn't you? Worth a shot, right? <laughs> worth a shot. Yeah, worth a shot. I, I mean, I, I know it didn't have a long-lasting cachet, but I'm sure the USA Network still shot, signed his checks and yeah. got him lots of money when it was coming out. So, yeah, yeah, it's just it's not a bad idea. Combine heroin with VR. Yeah, that could be a thing. I, I liked it that. when it was called Strange Days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's... It's hard to go back and look at because it all seems really silly, but the reviews at the time are like, this is passable. Uh, But it's, yes, if what you're thinking is correct, most of the Google results go to the Simpsons reference on this. 
which is Springfield's <laughs> elementary school having terrible hand-me-down books. The kids have to learn about tech war sooner or later, which you all thought was, <laughs> was about just technology. Tech Lords, Tech War, there's so many spin-offs of this unremarkable thing. It's insane. I want someone somewhere, please tell me everything about Tech War. Surmise the entirety of te- this medium spanning juggernaut of a couple of years by one of our most beloved sci-fi figures. I need to know more. Everything without having to touch any of it. Please don't make me do that. Oh, we have to play the clip. Just play the clip. Okay. Well, the kids have to learn about tech war sooner or later. <laughs> oh, that's it. It is so crazy how that's its claim to fame being referenced poorly on the Simpsons. I understand it every, every time I put anything with planet of the apes in it. All I get is Troy McClure references. Always. <laughs> it has outlived <laughs> the cultural ubiquity of Planet of the Apes. Point Man is also wow. a TV movie that is out I, this week. I was going to say about Tech War. Oh. I, I don't think I can sit here any longer and have everyone impugn Greg Evigan. Excuse me. Star of BJ and the Bear and My Two Dads. Ah. Who is our hero in the future in Tech War. Tech War. Yeah. My yeah. God. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, an, I think, a first-person shooter out there. It's abandonware. There's a tech war. That's all I found. You know, listeners, yeah. my process, I go to YouTube to look up other retrospective on the stuff we cover because I can't cover all this stuff. And, yeah, tons of YouTube videos on the tech war video games because nerds love their video game reviews. But on the TV show, nothing. Yeah, it doesn't. it doesn't look like there's even... If that's the official DVD, I'll be shocked. But you can buy it on Amazon. It looks very, very bootleg. <laughs> Just the whole franchise abandoned. Crazy. And then lastly, we got the Golden Globes, including, which has a couple winners for shit we haven't even seen yet. Yeah, we, we got shit that we're not going to talk about until it goes wide release in a month. I take it back that we are not talking about Schindler's List at the beginning of February. It's March Oh, wow. It's, it's a slow rollout where it's like 500 screens, then it goes to 800 screens, then like the week of the Oscars, it goes to 1,200 and becomes, you know, a, a big hit. So, yeah, it's very confusing that way that there are huge parts of the country who can't see this movie for three fucking months. I mean, conversely, in a smaller world, I felt like people were talking about this thing for like seven months. Like they were talking about Schindler's List. I had, I knew what it was well before I had the opportunity to see it. Yeah. So, so Golden my Globes, test. I was going to say, Golden Globes, hosted by Tim Curry and Faye Dunaway. That's I crazy. want to go to that dinner party so fucking bad. Oh. Anyway. My test to see if something has reached the broader c- consensus of the country yet, uh, when do the Tonight Show and Late Night hosts start making jokes uh, about Schindler's List? Uh, ooh. That's, I'm not sure that they did, and that's why that Seinfeld episode is so special, because no one had right. worked it into comedy anywhere, because it was kind of impossible. Yeah. And, so, yeah, Schindler's yeah, List wins Best Drama, uh, beating uh, several movies we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. Age of Innocence, Remains of the Day, we have In the Name of the Father and the Piano is still coming up. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire wins Musical or Comedy over Dave. Much Ado About Nothing, Sleepless in Seattle, and Strictly Ballroom. Fine nice lineup. Fine with not, that. Not a bad lineup. T- uh, Tom Hanks wins uh, Best Actor for Philadelphia. Holly Hunter for the Piano. That's uh, th- that's Drama. tracking. And Robin uh, Williams for the comedy. And Angela Bassett for What's Love Got to Do With It. Because it's, sorry, it's musical and comedy. So it gets to be the same that category. Is. 
stupid. <laughs> well, we got the uh, winners we needed. Yeah, but uh, Tommy Lee Jones for The Fugitive, Winona Ryder for Age of Innocence. Not bad, not mm. bad. And uh, let's see, I think the big surprise over in TV is NYPD Blue in his first season winning Best Drama. Damn. It, it's so controversial. <laughs> oh, oh. And uh, yeah, Seinfeld wins for Best Comedy. Yay. And Yay. two awards for Barbarians of the Gate. And let's talk about things other than the Golden Globes. Like games on the Genesis. Oh my God. This is it. We finally get to talk about, in the same episode, Tech War and Pebble Beach Golf Links. <laughs> oh. I was doing both the same week, weren't you? Just oh, yeah, yeah, everyone was. It was the Barbenheimer of uh, January 19th. <laughs> both have a seven iron. Tech <laughs> <No. laughs> Tech Golf. Tech Golf. Uh, have you ever wanted to play Risk but pay a lot more money for it? It's out now on the Genesis. Risk, baby. <sighs> and the uh, added benefit is you don't need a friend anymore. <laughs> oh, that's good because, you know, Risk has some fights. True. A lot of, yeah. a lot of flip boards, more so mm -hmm. than most other board games. And then it wouldn't be a 90s video game release segment without talking about a delayed last action hero finally hitting a platform. It's out this week for Genesis. What the fuck? Long after any fanfare for the movie. Oof. Yeah, yeah, it may be out on video at this point. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, they did not know what movies were going to be a success. And yeah, poor, poor How adaptation. How long does it take you to make a 16-bit Genesis game based on Last Action Hero. And it's a horrible game. Yeah. And like, I will defend Last Action Hero, the movie, yeah, to some degree. Fun. I cannot defend a single one of their video games. They're the, all garbage. The video game is so late. I could have seen the movie on video, learned to make games, and brought it out before this. How is this happening? <laughs> it is so late. It is over a year late. Uh, and then, lastly, 1994 Music. Finally, some big old new releases. Uh, dub no bass with my head man by underworld that's the name of the album I, it's and it's all one word i broke it up for you so you could read it dub no bass with my head man uh underworld thank you diana cleansing by prong face the music by nkotb diana's favorite band in their first album since changing the name from the horribly uncool new kids on the block what is the point of that <laughs> be who you are and accept it for fuck's sake you have brand recognition or you don't uh it Hips and Makers, because obviously they don't still use that. They're new kids on the block whenever they play a silly they, Vegas show. They sort of do. Like, they went on tour with the Backstreet Boys. Yes. So they were N-K-O-T-B-B. Yes. And I, I loved watching ah. those videos on social media because, like, oh, women today panicking at a concert that I'm allowed to be attracted to. They are my age. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, Honestly, I think this was, I think they were trying to mature with their audience, yeah. which is kind of smart. Like their audience are teenagers uh, now, not preteens. So, yeah. Uh, pulling a Ben 10 on us. All right. Uh, Hips yeah. and Makers by Kristen Hirsch. Kicking it up by John Michael Montgomery. Snuff the Punk, the debut of P.O.D. Uh, Too High to Die by the Meat Puppets. And Jar of Flies by Allison Change. The, the first, their first EP to debut at number one. The first ever EP. It's like five, oh. four or five songs. Yeah, Normally, right. an LP is number one. People are so desperate for new grunge music that, yeah, a, an album with like three or four songs on it is number one. Oh, it's insane. Man. But we have to talk about the number one song now because you it know is I love least, to. 
it's a terrible thing that at least is fun, which we don't have a lot of this episode. <laughs> the video, I beg you all to please go watch the video. Yes. For All for Love from Disney's The Three Musketeers, which we've already talked about months ago. I believe that I with- called this video, Do You Want Wilson Phillips Hold On for Men? Rubbing shoulder blades yeah. together and bonding over your own song. That's what this oh, is. Man, Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and staying with their goblets and their toasting and their candles and... Just oh really God. friending it up. <laughs> oh <my laughs> really God. friending it up. All for love. It is one of the silliest, cheesiest songs that I've ever loved. And the video always makes me smile from ear to ear. I can't I can't stop. Because the it's a it's from a silly movie. It's a silly video with a silly song. And no I just, one should I be imagine them filming it and I imagine them going like, okay, uh Rod, could you could you be more cheerful uh and more huggy everyone hug and playback okay let's go i need 10 percent more hugging oh just pound around a couple of multi-millionaires cashing yet another paycheck for a movie everyone's already forgotten but it's number one for this week unbelievable unbelievable it's too early for it to hit video i wonder what brought that on but uh, maybe the doldrums of january because there's we were light on music releases too we'll close out with all for love do not go anywhere. We got uh, can't wait to tell you about the depressing stuff in the next segment. like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the laser time crew then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time it supports not only this show but all the rest of the laser time network you'll get commentaries play games with the hosts see exclusive videos first and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time speaking of which here's a quick taste 84 is a hell of a year listeners yes and this is one of the films that makes 84 such a special year. I mean, I don't remember. I was very young and definitely not seeing this movie in the theater, but it's like I was there for the resonant success. Like, I thought this was a franchise that would be around forever, ever. <laughs> Everybody had a dog named Gizmo uh, for a really <laughs> yeah. long time. Uh, it's Joe Dante's 1984 Gremlins, of course, we're talking about. I, I just wanted to say this off the bat. If this is your favorite movie, you either have no taste or the best taste. Yes. Yes. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on patreon.com slash laser time. Coming in with For Real by Arnold LaRue, let's say, uh, off Brave Bird. All words I'm encountering for the first time. Don't know much about Arnold. I listened to the song. It's a little waiting to exhale for me, but that's fine. Uh, Welcome to 2004. 20 years ago, January 19th to the 25th. uh, New releases include Kamikaze by Twista. Slon, Sloan by Chicago Underground Trio, Educated Guest by Ani DeFranco, Civilization by Frontline Assembly, Heya by Outcast is still number one. 
news, baby. Here's where it gets exciting. Howard Dean is fired up about the primaries, but this was like in direct response to losing the Iowa caucus, wasn't it? He came in yes. third. Third, he, yeah, he the was, front runner. He was the guy, he was the front runner going in, the governor of Vermont. He'd been governor for a long ass time, like more than 10 years. And he's he's the lefty out of generally the pack. And He had and legalized gay marriage. This, yeah, he's coming in with some steam. He comes in third behind Kerry, who most people had counted out, and John Edwards, that people were in on. And well, k- kind of. Okay. Kerry was like the establishment ca- candidate at yes. this point. Mm-hmm. He was the one who people were kind of congregating around. This is the guy with our best chance to beat Bush. So let's all give our support to him. Yeah. I'll and never so, yeah, in one of those great moments in history, like to put it in context, people's the talking points against Dean were like, Dean's too liberal. He's too fired up. He's too erratic. This guy, he's he's kind of crazy. We don't know what he's going to do. And then he comes out and he does exactly the thing to prove that point. Yeah, I will say this is the first big political meme. This yes. is the one that yeah. just spread through the internet. That's how I saw it because it mm-hmm. was short enough that you could get an MP3 yeah. file and just listen to it. Yeah, watching the QuickTime window. Listen to it on repeat mm-hmm. and then mix it into techno songs. Yep. Which <laughs> is, again, I think another first. I think, it, and, and then put it into a jib jab thing. I think they start around this time somewhere. Mm-hmm. We're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. And we're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington. And Michigan, and then we're going to Washington D.C. to take back the White House. Ah! The White House. Ah! 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 It's it's not that See, embarrassing. It's the specific nature of the scream. If he had screamed like a normal scream, yeah, I don't think it would have taken off. Yeah, but that baby. is not a normal scream, people. That is like a crazy man scream. I guess that is your uncle Eddie. Has been hitting the moonshine too much screen. Yeah, with a, with a Doppler effect that is someone fleeing police. Uh, it, 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 yeah, but still, I th- I'm not sure he could have beaten Bush, but I bet he would have done better than John Kerry. And I'm tired nah, of this middle of the road nonsense. Uh, God damn it! Oh, well, sorry. In November, but, but it's just like Kerry came close. How much of a difference twenty years made? Where this literally that scream destroyed his career. Well, it's destroyed his candidacy. Political career. His car- no, he became chair of the DNC right now. Yes, <laughs> and he's a, he's a mainstay on cable news, and he's a fascinating dude to listen to because he's got nothing to lose in principles. And yep. It's a great story. He came in third, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like he was in first place. He was already on the downward spiral at this point. I think he would have definitely lost without the scream. There's no way to prove it, but that's my gut. Yeah. Uh, but the scream just crashed and burned him. But just oh just 20 years ago, when one gaffe on a stage is yeah. shameful enough to destroy a political career, whereas, like, there's not anything you could do on stage now to destroy a political career. Not one thing. Like, <laughs> what is there that can shame uh, someone off of the audience? Stage? Huh? Oh, it depends I don't on know. the audience. No. I don't know. In, insult the audience and then moon them, maybe. Some people think it's a very nice butt. I happen to like it. I like. I get compliments on my butt all the time. I thought yeah. they'd like to see you my You want to see it? You want to see what the concert's all about? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I feel so bad because, yeah, I, I honestly, I was a Howard Dean supporter. Me too. And he was off the ballot by the time he got to my state. And I, and I to... had to pick between young Gray and old Gray. Yep. And I was not happy with where things went, especially with John Edwards. Hey. Hey, look at that. Sh- you piece of shit. But, oh, my God. The memory was so instantaneous. Yeah. It was so annoying. Yeah, I haven't. I'm trying to think of another single. I, I really do like the new Trump one. I did everything right and they indicted me. I played for my parents who just laugh hysterically every time I pull up that three second YouTube video. What a great sentence for a uh, president to have. I, <laughs> another right. thing if I would you- give to Howard Dean, though, in 2016 at the Democratic National Convention, he basically did the shtick again, but he Hell missed yeah. the yell. But oh. he looks like he's having a great time where he's yeah, like, yeah. Hillary's going to win in Michigan and she's going to win in Nevada and she's going to win in Delaware. And the crowd starts going nuts. And he looks like he's having so much fun. He's like, hey, just list a bunch of states. Oh, we're going to win in Virginia. And he sort of he's playing the hits. Up stage like, yeah. yeah. But it's like, damn, screw you, bitch. <laughs> uh, I saw an interview with him where they asked him if he'd do the screen and he just shut it down. He was like, nope, not doing the screen. Nope. Nope. It sucks, man. Uh, it's don't get too old to do it, Dean. That's my only advice. Uh, other what news this look? week: NASA's Opportunity rover, the Murby, lands on the surface of Mars. Yay! Yay! This well, is man. such a cool rover. This is like the adorable rover. And, and he the, is so cute. Was this in the nature of the internet allowed us to like see the rover's perspective a little, not streaming, but a little more live than anything else we'd seen before. Is that the case? I, th- I thought I remember that being the mm-hmm. case. Pictures coming in from the rover, neat. And then, yeah, yeah. but it lasted until February two thousand nineteen, and that was fifteen years longer than they expected it to last. And do you know what its last message was? <laughs> was it send nudes? <laughs> My battery is low, and it's getting dark. Wow. Yeah. Oh, poor little Listen, also, rover. I always forget. I think it was Opportunity that was programmed to play itself Happy Birthday every year. <laughs> yeah. Which is so sweet because it's, it's like people pointing out that it's like Mars is entirely inhabited by robots and they know when their birthdays are. Oh, Happy Birthday, Oppie. Yeah. See, um, oh, shoot. What's it called? Good Night, Oppie was a documentary that came out last year about the Opportunity rover. It's wonderful. I love There's- him. There's a couple of really great XKCD comics about the rover and the spirit. If you look them up, they can make your heart melt. Um, And then this is a good boy. (laughs) Some news I wanted to include, and it might be more of a thought exercise, but I want to talk about this way more than the movies in the segment. Uh, Pixar this week, 20 years ago, halts its extension talks with Disney, and they decide to walk away from the table. I, in hindsight, looking into this, I don't, you know, that was just a negotiating tactic. There was no way yeah. Disney wouldn't end up with Pixar, but there were other buyers. And it's just odd, to th- not even buyers, people who are like, we will give you this amount of money to make movies exclusively for us, distributed by us that you still own. And I was just like, what would Pixar look like 20 years from now without the Disney brand? And I think the only real loss, I think those their over-reliance on sequels is part of being involved in the Disney Corporation, Mm -hmm. but I think their inclusion in the parks is magic I wouldn't give up for anything. Well, 
to me, the bigger question is where would Disney be without Pixar? Yeah. Right. Because right. how many amazing characters has Disney made in the last 20 years? Some. Don't, Some. don't get me wrong. But it wasn't what, once a listeners. year like Pixar. Like everything mm-hmm. was a hit for like the first 15 years. Only yeah. only yeah. recent. And that's at cut to recently. They I, Did you realize they released three Pixar movies exclusively on Disney Plus during the pandemic? And they thought now, this year, this week... Let's release those in theaters so people can see them where they were intended. Guess what? It's the lowest grossing thing you could have. Soul released, and Soul is a great film. Got an Oscar for its music. It was beat by Troll, which is Trolls, which has been out for nine weeks. It, it like mm. we've made more lifetime on this podcast than Soul made in theaters this week because Aww. Pixar's star is a not fading but different. Because like I loved some of those. I love Turning Red more than I liked. Ah. Uh, elemental or light year so i mm. and i can't wait for inside out too but yeah pixar 20 years ago could have walked could have walked away from the table i don't think they really would have but uh, i think it's interesting to think about because they were a fucking free juggernaut for a few seconds there <laughs> a few mm-hmm. seconds they had to basically give control of the disney corporation to pixar and they helped pull them out of kind of not the gutter necessarily but like help change their studio yeah. a little bit but yeah i don't know where disney would be mm-hmm. without pixar to bridge them as their animated content is sort yep. of shaky but pixar's is kicking ass and they can trade talent and develop yep. other projects mm-hmm. here or over there yeah, and I don't know. Buying Pixar kind of sent them down the path of buying Marvel mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, other acquisitions. Yeah. Baby, you got to own that IP. No more Ernest goes to camp situations where we don't mm-hmm. own our character. There's <laughs> <laughs> no more. We're not making any more underdogs or Inspector Gadget movies. Moving on, movies of 2004, 20 years ago. Elizabeth Perkins and Kristen Stewart in Speak. Speak. Here we go. So, A fucking yeah. another one. <laughs> Yeah. So a real buzzkill, Kristen Stewart calls the police when she's at a high school party. What a what a loser. She was being raped. Yeah, she was being raped at the party and that's why she called the police. What's the controversy? Well, all all the kids are mad at her and they think that she were and then she she stops talking. She she oh. refuses to speak because of the trauma she's been through and all the shit that happened and we're we're still in the period of uh, yeah, Kristen Stewart. She's not a star. She's coming out of like panic room of like, oh, she's that one girl who was good in stuff. Mm-hmm. She's not a star yet, but it's one of those like the indie film people are watching like, holy shit, she's good. I, playing a part where you don't talk most of the time. Very difficult. We're talking about it next week. Uh and and it, this yeah. this 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 did get me thinking in another movie from twenty years ago that like depictions of sexual assault have kind of evaporated from movies just kind of slowly to where like I, it may be what I'm choosing to watch. I'll give you that. I'm not saying no filmmaker can broach it, but I feel like my cinematic world is all the better for not having those depictions. I, I yeah. don't really ever want to see that. It just in this this week in general made me feel really bizarre about that because there's some things like would this movie even be greenlit over this content? Is this better off as like a mer- podcast or a, a nonfiction series on the Discovery Network? Is this why we go to the movies? Like I just mm. ugh, ugh, I just that is the big question. Do you want to pay the babysitter 
uh, drive 30 minutes to your theater, get a, you know, $20 worth of popcorn and snacks, uh, $20 each a ticket to watch a sexual assault film. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like there's, yeah. there's not a lot of ways to pay off that justice, even when justice tries to occur. It, uh, yeah. I, well, Steve, he agrees with me. yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, how, if it is depicted and how it's depicted, I think can make a, a huge difference. Um, I did not watch speak. It did get really good reviews. Um, but yeah, it, cause it can be very exploitative and yeah. that's why something like I spit on your grave has always pissed me off or it's like, I don't need to see this. You can just kind of cut me. to the next day tell and I happened. can tell through someone's how they're acting it was real bad. I don't always need to see how real bad it was. Uh, in this case, though, I mean, it sounds like there is some justice and comeuppance, but that's not necessarily what's about. It's about that she is traumatized and people Oof. won't let her get over it. And this is her coping mechanism is literally not talking anymore. Oh. I watched about half of it. Uh, I just kind of was really emotionally drained this week honestly it, it was it was a lot and uh, i watched the first half and it was well acted well directed i thought they were handling the subject matter tastefully and well it's just i couldn't take anymore honestly yeah yep. <sighs> fair um, enough yeah i <laughs> so many of these movies either i watched a long time ago and didn't want to deal with again or i noped out um this Same. is one i skipped and now i feel like wait didn't i this this next movie didn't I see this? In, do I feel like it was a Doris Day movie? <laughs> this movie could be made in the 50s. The 40s. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Stephen Tobolaski, Amy Smart. Oct I can't read the whole thing like Stephen Tobolaski, can I? Octavia Spencer, Catherine Hahn, Nathan Lane, Sean Hayes, uh, Jennifer Goodwin, Gary Cole, Topher Grace, Josh Dumel, and Kate Bosworth. It's win a date with Tad Hamilton, don't you know? Dance with me. A movie star. Tad got his part in this huge movie, and he asked me to go with him to California. Isn't that great? And her best friend. What does she say when you told her that you love her? I haven't tried. Get up. You gotta win her back. How can she possibly make a choice? I love you. I love you, Rosie. What a date with Tad Hamilton. Tad Hamilton is an actor. How do you know that he's not acting with you? Ready to be their team. Special sneak. I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. Um, so folks who work at the Piggly Wiggly in West Virginia, they love this heartthrob Tad Hamilton. And there's a contest to try to uh, win a date with him, which is actually a cynical ploy to reform his image. And Kate Bosworth wins. And, oh, she's such a sw sweet small town girl. And it, is he pretending to fall for her? Is he really falling for her? And guess what? Her best friend, who was right there the whole time, Topher Grace, sitting there in the friend zone being a douchebag about it. <laughs> My God, he's so unlikable. I wanted him to get his ass whooped so bad because there is that fine line between unrequited love mm. and being a fucking douchebag. Get over it, pal. Yes. You keep yeah. looking at the stars so long, you can't even see what's in front of you. <laughs> yeah it is it's fine it's good natured it was you know it was cute like i said it was so old-fashioned there are seven thousand movies made since this one that can easily take its place black yes black. yeah i could see this i could see this in the mid 30s yeah this, i could see this, that you could make this this would be a charming depression era comedy <laughs> roger ebert's criticism is like 
but Josh Dumel is funnier and more charming than Topher Grace is. I don't have any sympathy for him. Go for Dumel. I'm paraphrasing yep. some of that, but like that's what you needed. Yep. You needed a J- Jimmy Stewart in here somewhere. Is the uh, yeah, and then friend. Topher Grace has a another female friend who pines after him, and then she, of course at the end she's like, "Go to tell her how you feel," and it's like maybe you guys should end up together, and she can go off with Tad Hamilton, and everyone is happy. We all get married because it's the end of a Shakespeare comedy. Yick yick yick. But no. more importantly, oh lord, how dare they? Pit two that seventy shows boys against one another this week in the box office. Unbelievable, cruel. Even these guys have to hang out afterwards. Poor Amy Smart is in both of these. <laughs> Amy Smart's in both. <laughs> there um, aren't enough actresses to go around, apparently. Uh, did you guys ever want to watch a version of Stephen King's recent it that tasted like ash? I recommend the number one movie of the box office this month. Eldon Henson, Ethan Suplee, Amy Smart, Ashton Kutcher. It's number one at the box office. It is but or fly effect. Now, this was the grisly aftermath of a tragedy. No! Do you ever wonder if things might have been different? When you change the past, think of it like a movie. You can pause, rewind, or slow down. You won't believe. Incredible. Something big is going to happen. Stay back! Ashton Kutcher, Amy Smart, the butterfly effect. I'd think twice about what you're doing. Rated R. Stone's Friday, January. I I wanted to love this movie so much then and now, (laughs) and I was reminded immediately why I didn't. I love, is it Ray Bradbury, Sound of Thunder? The the, The Sound of Thunder, Got a Simpsons episode based on, you go Swiss now, like changing the past, small incremental ways will create an exponentially wrong thing somewhere in the future. Right, which is a great Great. sci-fi idea. And the way they explore that in this film is that uh, Ashton prevents his childhood friend uh, from being in child porn. And as a result, his childhood friend is in a better psychological place as an adult. Wow, what an incredible chain of events. That's the butterfly effect. It just, one thing you wouldn't think lead to another leads to something completely different, And you will end up in the exact same dorm room (laughs) at the exact same time. (laughs) Yeah. Or he has his hands blown off in childhood, and as a result of a series of tiny little events, now he doesn't have any arms in adulthood. Wow, what an excellent example, the butterfly effect. And I I shouldn't be shocked. It's from the Final Destination people, because there is just horrific elements in this just looking at this guy's childhood you blew up a baby you both were put in child porn you were constantly bullied uh what else? there's more there's more yeah. that we your, have to your see father's as in a mental hospital i was watching this uh for the first time and going this is the worst childhood i've ever seen in film it's a hilariously bad child it's almost a joke by like everything they yeah. do in the movie mm-hmm. and yeah and uh i will say this the crack whore makeup in this film is more extreme than the Frankenstein makeup <laughs> we're going to talk about in the final segment. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, so I watched this on a bad movie Sunday with my buddies, and I did not realize until just now that I saw the director's cut. Yeah, which has I saw the, the director's cut. Best. I have props to the balls for this ending though because yeah the whole idea is that okay wait a second wait a second so the the, the, the original ending he goes back and 
gets her to move away and the, so they're never right. friends and none of the trauma right. happens but they don't get to know one another and they do not meet up and he just sees her one day randomly and like yeah I made her life better and that's the end right. so the, because yeah, yeah. The, this whole time Ashton Kutcher has the ability he learns he has the ability to go back in time to different parts well, of his life only when he, he reads his own it. journals right, <laughs> right, he, right. Needs, he needs like a trigger He needs to to read his own journal. And because this is a time travel movie, my headcanon is that he can only start time traveling once he starts reading at a speed of 88 words per minute. (laughs) (laughs) He can only time travel once he reflects on his whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Director's cut. Yeah, they're... He keeps going back to try to stop these ridiculously horrible things from happening, and he just causes other ridiculous, horrible things from happening. Or it, it, it's just it never and really gets improves. raped for his troubles. Like this movie is yeah. insane. <laughs> there is so much fun. Like this would have been interesting. I think if things weren't quite so horrendous, but their childhoods are so so dark and so grotesque that it's just like, yeah, it feels like. It's feels like God is punishing them, but the director's cut ending has the balls to he to prevent all of this shit from happening. He goes back to when he is a fetus and he strangles himself with his own umbilical cord. Yeah, and and it's said earlier in the film that his mother had already had two previous miscarriages, so presumably this is the third time she's had a kid who's grown up and fucked up his life and others lives so much by time traveling that this is the third kid of hers to go back in time and strangle himself in the womb everything will be better if i never existed it is the reverse of what a wonderful life it's yeah, just, yeah it, it it's is. a wonderful life he just says no everyone would be better if i never existed so I, which I, not really but i don't know if okay. it's if it's this movie reaches total terribleness but it contains the most unpleasantness yeah. Way more than I was expecting for a movie of this subject matter. Like, yeah. the only thing that happens is dark stuff, <laughs> like, almost exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, th- there's never, like, the butterfly effect where, oh, as a result of this small little change, uh, there's no Iraq war. Yeah. Nope. Never. Nothing. Yeah. You know, he has the same uh-huh. fucking band posters every time he comes back. <laughs> it's yeah. So silly. No, See, they, I they, mean, apparently his life affects no one. I mean, really, yeah. it sounds like his life affects no one and nothing except for his couple of friends. Yeah. 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 It could have been not? a much better movie. They could have had, like, throwaway things in the background where it's every time it's different movies and different bands on his poster. And uh, the president is different in every single timeline. Just show hey, me it's the 2004. Butterfly. You heard the new Smiths album? Just something like that. Just just <laughs> give us something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's 2004. And... John Lennon's making a documentary. There you go. There you go. What the fuck? Okay, it happened yeah. somehow. Sure, sure. Oh, this movie is so dumb. It it uh, is a little dumb. <laughs> it's a little dumb. It, it, it could have been interesting. There's a way that yeah. this could be interesting. But, but it remains really fun to talk about. It's so goofy. <laughs> it is it's, so goofy. And any time it's like, yeah, every time he time travels and changes something, someone else is going to be goth now. <laughs> That that is one of my how hilarious Ethan Suplee is as like yeah you were traumatized as a kid so you get to be goth now and it's just hilarious oh my god yeah. oh my god uh, uh, yeah this movie is yeah. bad um, 
Ooh, let's move on to yeah. television because that gets a little better and then worse and then better again. Um, because, yeah, there's a couple of really big Comedy Central moments we could talk about, and I'm not sure it gets to be bigger than Chappelle's show season two. Because, um, I can't remember exactly if it was surpassing South Park's ratings. That's always been a pretty significant ratings winner. But Chappelle's show, second season comes out. Word of mouth is already out there. It's out on DVD. By next year, the Chappelle show will be the highest selling DVD of a TV series of all time. Not Sopranos, not The Simpsons, uh, not Arrested Development. It is the fuck. It's Chappelle's show. It's crazy to think about. And this, uh, it, among, among other sketches, I'm not allowed to quote verbatim. They got the racial draft <laughs> sketch, and I just wanted to add a little clip <laughs> of Sam Adams, Samuel L. Jackson Adams beer. What is it? I see. <laughs> Sam, Sam Adams, or Sam Jackson beer. Uh, yeah. I'll let him explain. Samuel Jackson, made painstakingly by me, Samuel L. Jackson. It'll get you drunk. You'll be fat girls in no time. You might even fight a nigga or two. Mm-mm, bitch. It's so hard to stay be as mad at Dave Chappelle as I am for how much joy he brought. There was almost nobody more beloved. He's a man. Oh, he's, he's a genius. He has talent. That I'm very, I'm, I'm pretty upset with at the moment. But uh, yeah, he, he brought just. I, I can't remember some a comedian being this universally beloved um, on the level of Dave Chappelle. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the, the second season, just like this is great. This will never end. How did we know? This was it. And it just made me want to reflect a little bit on Comedy Central because I guess I can do that in the next segment because Comedy Central, I think uh, Mr. Diane Goodman, Michael Raparis is like, when did this channel become the Office and Seinfeld rerun channel? And I was like, yeah, yeah. when the fuck are they going to do the roasts again? And like everything they did Greenlight went to Paramount Plus. And granted, I don't have access to Comedy Central, so I don't know why I'm complaining but the same way I talk about MTV in my early teens, I talk about Comedy Central in my mid to late teens and in my 20s. Just the That's most a- amazing original programming yeah. blocks all fucking day. All fucking day. Now they can't even replace the host of The Daily Show. That's yep. that's what's that's what's going on. And I'll talk about it a little more in a little bit. But that's where Comedy Central was now. One of the biggest things on basic cable, The Chappelle Show, second season. Yeah. Uh, uh, 2004 was a great time for Comedy Central yeah. too because after looking up stuff about the Howard Dean scream I ended up looking at a lot of Daily Show oh, clips yeah. and my favorite was uh, Colbert because Colbert was still on the Daily Show then going to ask Howard Dean <laughs> in, ahead of the Iowa caucuses he was trying to ask every single candidate what does the cow say oh. we're in a farming <laughs> state it's very important what is your stance on this and no. Dean gives him Dean gives him like a two minute answer about like the cow says we need to uh, stop farm subsidies for st- the large, uh, you know, uh, corporate farms and we need to help out. Blah, blah, blah. And he goes on this like and Colbert just has to look at him and say, I'm sorry, Governor. The answer was moo. <laughs> <laughs> God, it was fun. Yeah. Reader 911 is all, all uh, South Park. Uh, was, I, I think Ben Stein's money. Daily show oh, so 2004 election coverage yeah. is my height of the daily show yeah that is when yeah. i was like watching it daily yeah. i mean it, it it i know deep down it was just that it was funnier and more entertaining than the regular news but the regular news is kind of to the at this point trying to compete with that anyway by sensationalizing everything it still was a safer place to 
there's not enough news to go around 24 hours. <laughs> it is Daily Show remains the safe place to get your news. And uh, goddamn, Comedy Central 20 years ago. Again, we can. I'll save it for later on because the Golden Globes are also this week. The Golden Globes. Uh, who is hosting this year? No uh, host. No host. All right. No host. We're doing no host bar. Lord of the King. Lord of the Rings: Return of the King is just cleaning up. Yeah. But because the yes. gold, because the Golden Globes have the musical or comedy, there's a nice balance between Lord of the Rings and Lost in Translation. Yeah. Where yeah. both Sean Penn and Bill Murray can both win. Very cool. Yay. I, I've that always, is always proposed Oscars. Oscars should include a comedy Comedy and stunts. They, Imagine how much more entertaining the show would be alone without the awards. A show, a reel of comedy and a reel of stunts in this arty celebratory show of movies. Come on, people. Come yeah. on. And then uh, Drama's 24. I think that's their second season. And... The Office, the British one, wins musical wow. or comedy. Yeah, I guess I guess it's, yeah. it's really it's wrapped up forever, pretty much at this point. Yep, that's and Angels in America, huge non-surprise there for best miniseries or television film because it is fantastic. Talking, I was talking about it this weekend. Love Angels in America. Yep. Um, and ooh, Carrie Bradshaw taking home. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, and I did want to point out Golden Globes ranks as number four this week in the ratings. The top three spots are American Idol Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I want to thank our boy William Hung because I remember those promos. Never watched an episode of the show, but I found him synonymous with what I thought American Idol was. I think he brought them those kind of ratings numbers and deserves more money and credit. William Hung forever, baby. Uh, also this week, premiere-wise, well, Dave the Barbarian is a Cartoon Network show I could never quite get into because um, it just looked like too much like a... Grew the Sergio Aragones character. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah. read that comic. But uh, you know, fourth wall breaky medieval barbarian comedy. But perhaps even bigger, the L Word premieres on Showtime, and Woo. much like I have endured a lot of the L Word, and I'd only say that because my just lived uh, when we moved out of our homes in the early two thousands. None of us got cable and. When I go to my girlfriend's house, it was just the same four DVDs running constantly. This and uh, Sex in the City, always, always, always. So I know some of the characters that I never was really that invested. It was like background noise. Uh, never had to request to watch it because it was always on. But it can't be argued. It was a demographic that wasn't really addressed at all in television at Ooh. all. Not in any way. Uh, just a whole group of L words. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, les yep. lesbian focused show. Lesbians and bisexuals in West Hollywood, which is sort of the gay part of Los Angeles. Their loves, their lives, their struggles. It's got Jennifer Beals. It's got Mia Kirshner. It's got Pam Greer. Fucking Pam Greer. God damn it. Mm -hmm. uh, I did not have Showtime by this point, but which made me sad because I also like Queer as Folk, which was also on right. Showtime. And I was like, I really like that Showtime is basically taking. Hey, you like that HBO show? Here's the gay version. <laughs> or or just like breaking that that like studio code like you only get one. Or you can have <laughs> all of your characters can be that finally. Neat. Uh it doesn't have yeah. to be one bisexual, one lesbian, one gay guy. You have a whole show about yeah. that. And why wouldn't that that show could be this show could be the worst thing ever. 
just people seeing themselves on television had to be exciting for a significant portion of the American population. So my hat's off to the L word, even though I cannot speak yeah. to its quality. And just, you know, people familiarizing themselves like, you know, well, I, I'm not gay. I don't know any gay folks, but, uh, oh, but I like the drama or the character is really interesting or that lady's really hot. And I like to kiss other ladies sometimes. <laughs> and- but, yeah, they did not play that up, which no. I really appreciate because they sure as shit could have. And, yeah, it was six seasons. is decently well-respected. I, I know. Uh, I think they rebooted it <laughs> at some point. A lot of gay folks who make memes out of it that I don't get because I never watched the whole thing. I, mean, I, I don't know for certain, but I want to say it. It part of it's what led to the launch of the Logo channel in general because, like, that's what populated most of that channel when it when it launched was we have these queer centric shows for this queer centric yep. channel and, and there golden aren't girls. a lot to pull from and golden girls <laughs> yeah. and golden girls yeah. they always had golden girls yeah they could have just put on the golden globes hosted by tim tim curry and faye dunaway all day and the gays would have loved it but <laughs> yeah but it's different it, it's different here moving on to games of 2004 it's i i didn't think before this you can just Name your thing this Delta Force colon Black Hawk Down. Can I do that with Delta Force colon Saving Private Ryan? You can just do, put that well, on your box. <laughs> I, I mean, Saving P- Private Ryan is trademark. Black Hawk Down is, you know, a real thing event. that happens. So, yeah, it's like you can name your so video game me... Normandy, D-Day, whatever, because those are real historical events. I am looking at a trademarking Medal of Duty Benghazi and putting it on oh. game shelves <laughs> everywhere as soon as I can. Three people die. Uh, <laughs> then uh, other games that come out, Maximo versus Army of Zin. Sadly, the last hurrah for the Maximo series. The Not just spiritual success. It's very weird. It's, it's ghosts and goblins for all intents and purposes, but just kind of a different, not balls hard game format. But uh, the first game was received relatively well critically and uh, commercially, and this one less so two years after the fact. But we hardly knew ye, Maximo. But uh, yeah, as we close out the segment, why not throw a little more tribute the L Words way with a season two theme song? Guess it- yeah, season one, they, they have a different theme, and apparently, if you watch it on Netflix now, it's slightly it's different. They didn't get that music, but that's not what I think of. L Word's got a bitchin' theme by Betty, so just do that. Yeah, bitchin' themes. Let's close out with a Betty L Word theme. Don't go anywhere. We got one more segment for you. Stay right there. Talking, laughing, loving, breathing, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, riding, winning, losing, cheating, kissing, thinking, dreaming. This is the way. It's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Internet and all the ships at sea. It's time for Diana's Classic Corner. We go even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching. And for the week of January 19th through 25th, we have something for the two genders. If there's only two, the two genders would be starting with 60 years ago this week. Saw the release of Zulu, 1964. Big old action-adventure movie about the Anglo-Zulu War of 1879. Yeah, I know that sounds super boring. It's not. It is British Alamo. That's the entire setup. It is a bunch of British colonial troops with guns versus a hundred gajillion Zulu dudes. And it's like, well, this is 
this is a tough fight. Uh, can you outgun them long enough or not? It's it's interesting from the standpoint of, you know, it's a war between the Civil War and World War One, and we can see how it's like kind of a little bit of both. And uh, stars Stanley Baker, Jack Hawkins, big breakout role for Michael Caine, who's his 60s output. I just recommend pretty much all of it across the board. Uh, he's one of the most interesting actors when he breaks out of this. Does the Ipcrest file the next year? And then you got stuff like Get Carter, and you got the Italian job. I guess Get Carter, I think, is 71. But uh, yeah, it's like, oh, I see why you are a star, I suppose. Why you're taking this nothing part and being interesting. And um, yeah, it's one of those movies, though. It's tough for me because I'm totally rooting for the Zulus because I hate colonialism. And I need to look into it more. If there's like a Letters from Iwo Jima version of this, I would love to see the Battle of Rourke's Drift told from the Zulu perspective of wave after wave of guys being thrown at something. And at what point do you try something else? Or is this like kind of stuck? Everyone's kind of stuck in this situation. So big old action, epic war movies, Zulu 1964. Yep, total recommend, even if, you know, politically you have issues. It's it's fine it's fine and then 75 years ago this week for the gentler person i suppose the lady's picture a uh, letter to three wives directed written by joseph l mankowitz this is such a good setup for a movie which i guess it comes from a book but the setup is like these three women are on this like boat trip for a picnic and they all get letters saying hi i'm so and so i'm running off with one of your husbands and then they have to spend the rest of the trip having flashbacks, thinking about, is my husband actually leaving me and I just haven't noticed? Really good uh, Gene Crane. You got uh, youngish Kirk Douglas in there, Anne Southern, Linda Darnell, who was, she should be a bigger star. She was really gorgeous. So yeah, Letter to Three Wives. Usually 40s melodramas are sort of melodramatic, but Letter to Three Wives, I think, is a, a real solid one that uh, everyone can enjoy. So yep. 1949, Letter to Three Wives. And that's it for this week. Stay classic. Coming in with uh, True Trans Soul Rebel by Against Me off Transgender Dysphoria Blues, uh, their first album since their lead singer, Laura Jane Grace, transitioned. Congrats, Against Me. Uh, congrats to us. Yeah, uh, and, they, and they still rock, motherfuckers. Yeah, welcome to 10 years ago, uh, January 19th to 25th, 2014. Uh, new releases also include Race Tapes by Mogwai. Man, a lot of the Mogwai going around. Patreon.com slash uh, Fuck off, get free. We pour light on everything by Three Silver Mount Zion Memorial Orchestra. Did I say all that right? Wanderlust by Sophie. Silver Mount Zion so Memorial Mount. Orchestra. Uh, Wanderlust by Sophie Ellis Baxter. The self-titled album by Hardworking Americans. Mind Over Matter by Young the Giant. Too True by the Dum Dum Girls. Hydra by Within Temptation. Uh, Restoring Force by Of Mice and Men. Timber by Pitbull featuring Kesha is still number one. 2014 news 10 years ago is this true is this true water vapor is detected on the dwarf uh, minor planet Circes dwarf yeah it's true I mean uh, water vapor is always a really really cool thing to, to discover in space is there a quick insight how do they do that 
How does one better discover? telescopes? We're getting better and better all the time. You, I couldn't see water vapor with binoculars in this office. <laughs> How are they seeing water vapor in a planet not in our solar system? There's no telescope no, it, that good. It's oh, in it, our it's solar in our system. solar system. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's it's, it's the big one oh, in the asteroid belt, right? Or is it? It's farther yeah. out. It's yeah, not, it's in the asteroid belt. It's yeah. not a full planet. It's a dwarf minor planet. Ooh, yeah. a minor dwarf oh, planet. Between, between Mars and Jupiter. Yeah. Mm. So so Jupiter cannot date it. It's probably a good Greco-Roman uh-huh. <laughs> reference in there. Moving on before I get in trouble. 2014 movies, 19th of January through the 25th. Right Along is still number one at the box office, but we also have uh, <laughs> Alessandro Nivola, Reese Witherspoon, and Colin Firth in Devil's Knot. It's not just a reference to anal sex. Devil's not, everyone. Oh, you're going to really resent saying that in a second. You're going to regret it so hard. Oh, am I? This yeah. is about the West Memphis Three. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I should research all the movies. Dumbass. Um, you bet. Yeah, it, it's a, it, yeah, yeah, it's a dramatic version. Who the uh, fuck plays one on of the West Memphis? Who the fuck plays a Damon, Jesse, or... Uh, the other guy. Um, I mean, they're in there, but they're they're yeah, more minor. They're it's minor more roles. About, it's more about the parents and what they Amen, went through, Amen. which is horrible yeah, because but... three children are abducted and murdered. <laughs> yeah. Not just murdered, but horrifically abused before murder. And yeah, another lovely topic we're tackling this week. Uh, but yeah, it's not about the boy's story. It's about the really crappy investigation that was done on these murders. And there's many problems with doing a crappy investigation that rushes to justice. The biggest, which is you may let the guilty party free to do it again. I mean, isn't it to, if we're to be believed the guy's right there and they can't even charge him because they'll look even more foolish stand in front of him the whole time. It's mm, a possibility. Yeah, yep. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I did not get around to watching this except that most reviews were saying what I was thinking, which is there are four outstanding documentaries about this. Yeah. Granted, they, focus on the guys who were wrongfully accused and convicted but those tell the story pretty comprehensively yeah i see. don't yeah, know if I'm, we need I, this i did watch it unnecessary just watch mm-hmm. one of the documentaries honestly yeah. totally uh, and then next up whew, bob odenkirk uh june squib stacy keach will forte and bruce dern in nebraska from Alexander Payne, the director of The Descendants and Sideways. Everybody's saying, Woody Grant's a millionaire. That's no big deal. No big deal. Jeez. Comes a new movie with love. Are we still having sex? I gotta go. Heart. Woody didn't win anything. You're a damn liar. Hey, 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 hey. hey. And family. There's Woody's little sister, Rose. What a whore. Huh. No, I like Rose, but my God, she was a slut. Nebraska, rated R. Now playing in select theaters. Ew. I'm so glad June Squibb got all the attention out of this. She's one of those ladies that's been around forever. Yeah, and she's always so wonderful. She flashed her hoo-ha to dead guy. Could have had this. It's one of my, <laughs> the, fi- the best things I saw this week happen. That one moment in Nebraska. <sighs> so this is the only film I'm going to recommend yeah. this week. Yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. It's a solid drama. It's an excellent exploration of what do you do with your father who is falling into mental illness but was never a good guy to begin with mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Nope. you uh 
placate them a little bit. <laughs> you got to start treating yes. them like kids. And uh, we're not going to, don't need to go into my own personal stuff, but I felt this movie super hard this week, uh, having dealt with a lot of that semi recently. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this, so- let me give you the basic story. Uh, Bruce Dern gets a scam letter saying that he's won a million dollars. You know, it's a publisher's clearinghouse type thing, but, you know, it's a scam to sign up for magazines. It's, you know, I, you see this shit all the time. He's convinced and he is like, I have to go claim my prize. And he keeps wandering out of the house and almost getting himself killed. So finally, his son, played by Will Forte, is like, look, I'll just fucking take you. OK, and you'll see that this isn't real. And along the way, they stop at his old hometown where he tells everyone, I've won a million dollars. Everything's great. And, and he has to. They both have to deal with their pasts and their bad relationship and Bruce Dern and former alcoholism an and endless parade that they knew of and, gullible rubes who are adorable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah who all just, they, well, they believe it. I mean, why would someone lie about something like that? And but I, also, why would everyone, why would you tell everyone? So, yes, it's, it's tough uh, from the standpoint of, you know, being a child with parents who are aging and you're thinking, how am I going to deal with them? And then the, with the, act, the the added thing of like, what is my responsibility to this person who stuck? Yeah, who is a horrible, <laughs> angry, bitter alcoholic who is never there for me. Yeah. What do I owe this person? Yeah, that's that's the central question. And that sounds like it's going to be super heavy and depressing. And it, it's very moving. I've, yeah, I found it really moving, but also, yeah, it is also kind of funny sometimes. Yeah. Oh, there's uh, there's laugh out loud moments in this. It's definitely got a dry sense of humor. I, I definitely found it the funniest film this week. Yeah, a sweet change of pace compared to everything else. I've, everything else I've been a part of and watching. Like, uh, yeah, I, I just watched The Holdovers as well. So I was like, fuck, yeah, yeah I'll do some more Alexander Payne because I really, really love The Holdovers. And this was just uh, what my favorite thing about it is. I think it's one, just one of the bigger digital movies intentionally shot in black and white, meaning it wasn't changed post production. Everything is shot and lit, knowing how it's going to look in black and white. And I swear I can see a difference. It, it is very pretty to look at. Of all black and white film, by the way, uh, yep. not a single color moment. You don't even get a little yeah. Schindler's Love brown jacket in this. Yeah, which mm-hmm. works for it because so much of it's about the past. Yep. So it's about their past. And sometimes we think of the past as, you know, you look at old photos, you think of it in, in black and white. Yeah, Alexander Payne is so fucking good at complicated characters who can't get out of their own way, but it's also still funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's his wheelhouse. Like, Election, The Descendants, about Schmidt, uh, Sideways, yep. About Schmidt. You want a theme? There, you, there you have it. Your auteur theory for him, right there, is complicated, damaged people who can't get out of their own goddamn way. But also, it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, had a, I had a good time with this one. I'm, it was a, a breath of fresh air compared to everything else in here. So your mileage may vary if you weren't watching all the rapey, shitty movies that we were watching <laughs> yeah. this week. Um, oh, you mean a movie that's thought out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a what a change of pace. Thank you. Oh my god. Yeah, this is the worst week. I feel bad for everyone. Yeah. Next week's next week's better, everyone. I promise. Yeah, Nebraska, uh, pretty pretty great. I, I, I and I'm only saying that because I'm not sure I would have said that if everything else wasn't so fucking shitty. <laughs> and perhaps the we'll shitty. We'll see come the year end show 
if yeah. <laughs> if when our minds are clear, if anyone comes to bat for Nebraska. Unless you are just totally against me, both of you, I promise Nebraska does not make it. <laughs> I promise it doesn't make it. You never know what the groups are going to look like, you true. know? It's yeah. true. But uh, we did this week. One of my least favorite things ever. Uh, <laughs> the biggest release this week. Kevin Graveau. I absolutely hate this. It's fucking t- Jai Courtney, Socrates Otto, Miranda Otto, Yvonne Strahovski, Billy Nye, Slumminit, and Aaron Eckhart. I'm going to withdraw your movie star status after this. Ladies and gentlemen, I, Frankenstein. Oh, by the way, that is not, that is not uh, like an iPod. It's like I, Claudius. <laughs> I, Frankenstein. I, Frankenstein. I, descender of the demon horde. I, my father's son. I, Frankenstein. <laughs> I am out there. Fighting to defend you. This ends tonight. I, Frankenstein, rated PG-13, experience. Oh, boy, did I so, hate this. Listeners, <laughs> put down your keyboard. Yes, he is the monster, but he consciously decides to take his father's name, which is Frankenstein, so therefore we and the movie can refer to him as Frankenstein. Or Adam, which by 20 minutes uh. in, you like... If you wake up like, what fucking movie am I watching? This is a Frankenstein movie. It it only made... I probably need to do a whole podcast about this. I am livid with the coverage of Mickey Mouse going to the public domain. Because the entire world... I'm not saying I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I want information and nobody has the right information. What does this mean? What can you do with Mickey? I'm like, what can you do with Felix the Cat? He's been in the public domain for years. He's trademarked. You can't use him. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Public- you can't use the name. You can use the character. No, I'm not sure that you can. Trademark trademarks work completely differently, depending on depending on how you establish them. And it may have worked differently because Felix the Cat was a mainstay in uh, a head shops everywhere. But now he's owned by DreamWorks, and they don't fuck around. More than that, this is an example. Public domain derivative works aren't a license to print money. Any one of you listening right now can make a movie starring Frankenstein's monster. I'm just looking at this. What the fuck was the point? Why right? Why does this but, matter at all? But you are limited by the design of yes. Frankenstein. If he has the square mm-hmm. head and the bolts in the neck and he's a certain color of green, you can get in trouble. If anything, Kevin Smith should have sued for dressing like Matt Damon in Dogma because that's what this Frankenstein looks like the whole fucking time. Well, he, here's he what he looks like you know a handsome hollywood heartthrob who was in a bad car accident yeah that's it it's fucking he's awful. got a yeah. couple of scars he looks very handsome here's what you need to know this will explain the entire movie to you it's by the folks who did underworld mm-hmm. now vampires versus werewolves seems like a natural thing frankenstein's versus question mark who sh- who, who 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 should a frankenstein fight is the answer flying demons <laughs> and with the help of angels who are also gargoyles? Yes, that's the obvious answer, of course. Uh, and Come also he can't die, I guess, because he's he's from... He's never demons. alive. What a trick. Um, this this is garbage. Oh, it is so bad. It looks bad. 
it's not even a fun bad. Yeah, it's it's no, awful. it's not even fun bad, and it's directed by the guy who wrote Collateral, which makes me that's sad. unbelievable to me. Very sad. Based indeed. on a graphic novel, I can't. I've never heard of, and I've heard of a lot of graphic novels. Not to toot my own tutor, but it, it is so close to being a parody. It, it's it, it <laughs> they feels should have just gone for it. Of all the movies that feel like they are a thousand years old, this this one feels like someone making a movie who's never seen one. This is how people talk in movies. This is how people act. Aaron Eckhart, I can never decide. Like, does he suck? Is he good? Does he suck? No. He really sucks here. He really he fucking sucks. sucks here. This is not. This is not in his wheelhouse, and it's not good material. Maybe in better material, material, it would be different. I mean, there's plenty of movies I really like Aaron Eckhart in. Jesus, this is not. I can't for think him. of any right now without Batman. Maybe thank you for smoking. But, uh, oh, thank you for smoking. Definitely. What about um, Aaron Brockovich? He's great in Aaron Brockovich. I, totally I always forget, forget it's him. In, yeah, forgot he was. Yeah, I always, always forget it's him. But he's great. And he and he's coming off of Olympus Has Fallen here, which was you know he was fine. And it's a it's a watchable silly movie. And this is terrible, oh. terrible. And this was supposed to be our if you are a thirty twenty ten host our palatable most polished studio film of the, of the week and it's fucking terrible and it was the only one that was streaming free god damn it <laughs> look it up on max yep. if you hate free time uh, there's so much yeah five percent are on tomatoes that's being pretty kind honestly usually there's like one thing i can pick out like bill nighy who's done a million of these kind of things and sometimes you can tell he's having fun but he seems like he's having a better time. So, yeah, he's doing his thing. He's doing his Billy Nighy thingy. And incredible. But not worth it. Not worth it. I would no. rather watch the entire Underworld series again than watch this again. Yeah, truly, truly Yeesh. bad. Um, yes. Disgusting. I mean that. And 2014 TV, uh, January 19th through the 25th. I'm glad we get to talk about this. Um, yeah, I don't care about the modern context here, but I uh, we did a. We did a laser time a long time ago about people who hated universally beloved things, and I was shocked that like Rick and Morty debuted incredibly well reviewed. I remember like seeing a bit of it and like I don't care for that. And then somebody sat me down and showed me, You have to see this episode, this specific yep. episode. And there was a crowd of us guffawing at this fucking series we'd never no one really had a major context for. And that's the Me Seeks and Destroy episode, the introductions of the Seeks. I would say you can actually skip if you're trying to introduce someone to Rick and Morty. Don't start at episode one. Yeah. Start at this episode. To me, this is when Rick and Morty becomes the Rick and Morty phenomenon. This yeah. is their first really home run character that's out of the park because the Meeseeks are such fun, glorious characters to Ooh. quote. <laughs> I, it's my my favorite every time i see anybody named beth i'm like oh beth I'm like, I, have to, I have to say that i own because the fan base is embarrassing i own two pieces of rick and morty merchandise i have a small lego scary terry and a me seeks i wanted a dave and busters by one i mean sort of stole but it's the only it, I love the Meeseeks and I love that they've never overused them since they've never revisited it despite like never leaned on this again they've appeared but not in any episode length context uh, the Meeseeks 
Jesus, because that's what Rick and Morty leans into most is just the humiliating and pathetic parts of its characters. Um, well, I think it, of its genres. That's yeah. the thing that I love about this episode in particular is it's taking like an Aladdin genie type character and showing that their lives are horrible, unending torment if they can't <laughs> grant the wish they're summoned to grant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, play the clip, Chris. He's trying. Look, me seeks are not born into this world, fumbling for meaning, Jerry. We are created to serve a singular purpose for which we will go to any lengths to fulfill. Existence is pain to a me-seeks, Jerry, and we will do anything to alleviate that pain. Just ask, what's your name, ma'am? Samantha, please, mister, give him what he wants. Uh, existence yeah. is pain. I mean, think how dark a concept that is. These characters <laughs> oh, are so happy and cheerful because they're doing what they need to do to die, to yep. cease to exist. That's what makes them happy. Yep. And Mr. Me6 is the thing that you summon it, you give it a task, it does the task, he poofs out of existence, he's happy. And I, I, I like Jerry said. You can't take two strokes off of Jerry's game, no matter what he does. One of my, also one of my favorite lines, you need to try and relax. Have you ever tried to relax? It is a paradox. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it captures what it's like to try to learn golf. Learning yeah. golf is this Ugh. like quantum paradox where you're trying to do five things at once I and and it just don't know does yet. it perfectly but yeah. i think jr is correct this is if it, not only if you want to introduce the show to someone if you're curious and you've hated the fan base and this is the episode to start with because it'll tell you it, just what's really special about it playing around with genres playing around with tropes and as consistent with the rest of our show warning a little sexual assault in it. <laughs> comedically yeah, see, the, the other thing that i forget is the same episode which is you know they go to the medieval fantasy world and it's like it's fucking terrible full of violence and harm and yeah, death free fight to go home getting assaulted <laughs> and, like, yeah but you also exactly. have lorraine newman oh he's paid from the boobies uh there's, there's all these fun <laughs> lines uh I, I this episode is great i watched it very recently regardless of knowing it was coming up on the show it's wonderful. Me seeks and destroy. It's like the fourth or sixth episode. I forget. It's very early in the season one run. Very, very good. Uh, cannot speak to the quality of Opposite Worlds, uh, which premieres this week. So uh, it's a sci-fi TV channel, reality TV show, where they put half of the contestants in the past and half of the contestants in the future. And the biggest hit I found in researching this was calling it the worst reality show of all time. Uh, (laughs) They apparently did not test many of their physical challenges, and they had multiple, multiple injuries on this show. And they brought one of the injured candidates back to talk to the other candidates. And it's incredibly depressing because it's like, uh, here's these people you bonded with for a week before you got horribly injured. What do you have to say? I'm doing as well as I can. So Bro- broken tibia. Oh. Yeah, two different places. What, what happens now? You have to have surgery. Yeah, I have to have surgery. Yeah. Well, how do you and feel I, about that, man? Now I, I kind of feel bad. <laughs> I kind of feel bad. I mean, I kind of, I kind of feel like I should have asked for more money and not signed that waiver. Like maybe yeah. that. Maybe oh, that. Yeah, two but, places I mean, on the tibia. 
Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. And again, these are people he's known for a week. If I've known you for a week and I've broken my tibia in two places, I do not give a fuck (laughs) about you. Okay? (laughs) You want to do that more screen time. You never know. He's going to be open up malls somewhere. It was 10 years ago. Gosh darn it. And then, oh, my God, another Comedy Central premiere. And it can't be as big as Chappelle's show, but it's about as big a debut as they'll have this decade. And four, and three, and two, and one. Broad City, baby. Uh, Broad City comes out, and that is just... uh, I I hope this... I hope it's not my last favorite Comedy Central show. Because it is every... I didn't see the web series on which it was based. They got Amy Poehler behind it as an executive producer and became a TV show for five great seasons. Got to call... Got to decide when it ended. But it was very interesting looking at the ratings because the ratings are about less than half what they are from season one when season five comes around because many people are canceling Comedy Central. But Broad City is a show, a lady-centric show that is everything I want in entertainment and comedy. (laughs) It's gross, uh, Mm. incredibly weird characters. I always think of that dude punting a entire chicken from Costco makes me laugh every time I think about it and Ileana in particular is the most IRL manifestation of Bugs Bunny I've seen in a really really long time one of my favorite scenes with her is just they're they're getting off the subway and they're looking at all these like orthodox Jews and she just slaps him on his ass and runs out of the subway and like that is that's what Bugs would do (laughs) Yeah, I uh, broad broad city. It's I mean, if if the L word is sex in the city, but it's all ladies all the time. Broad city is like sex in the city, but they're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> or not even disgusting. I mean, like, I was not a big fan of girls, but I was a big fan of broad city, and they have a lot in common in that they're both about um, not very bright kind of barely scraping by losers in, in the in big, the big city, city um trying to deal with whatever but yeah not afraid to be pretty gross about it like i was just in the bathroom and i think i peed out a condom <laughs> how did i not know it was there what when is it from like oh god that's so disgusting but also hilarious and also yeah i can imagine that and my, one my, another one of my favorite things about it, she uh, Abby crushes on her handsome neighbor for a long time. And when the show finally pays it off, he's like, oh, no, no, I want you to peg me. And wow. they do. And it, like, the, like, what a great payoff to this. Will they, won't they? They do, sort of. Mm-hmm. Then they put the peg in the dishwasher. <laughs> Ruins everything. <laughs> Fucking great. Uh... Fucking great. <laughs> it's awesome. Hannibal Burris is awesome in it. Uh, who's oh, yeah. the other guy? Um Oh, man, I forget his name, but uh, uh, Hispanic dude. Great, great, great show. And Oh, Arturo Castro. Yes. Yeah, he was really funny, Arturo too. Arturo Castro. Because a lot of these people you see pop up everywhere now because they were famous in the waning days of Comedy Central. And I call it the waning days of Comedy Central because I went to their website today to not only look at their schedule, which is Seinfeld, Office, No Daily Show, not even happening this week. Seinfeld, Office, Seinfeld, Office, South Park. South Park debuted six new episodes of the show in three years there is nothing and if you go to Comedy Central's website you know that top thing that some people call it the gumball the thing like here's what we want you to focus on Broad City is the third thing today 
today because they have not come up with anything close to another hit. I saw some interview with Anthony Jeslin. Like he said, he just offhands. I think there's like five people working there now. They don't really work on a original content anymore. Mm. And that's got some Futurama in there, but yeah, Yeah, this is just like they cancel. Right. Mm. This is just rerun central. It is. It is the rerun show. Uh, it, yeah, it is. It is the office every single time I turn it on. And um, I will say, though, about Broad City, it is a show I cannot binge. I need basically one and then I walk away. It's exactly how I feel about Kirby Enthusiasm. Oh, there, I'm totally will, with you. There, there will be, you know, uh, the moments of social discomfort. It's like I can't. When, I when can't. both these shows work, they build to such a cringe crescendo. I can't yeah. go through this again right away. I, I no. Even when I'm laughing this hard, I cannot do this again. Exactly. It's a one a day tops. <laughs> I haven't even seen the last uh, last season of Broad City because it was impossible to stream for so long. And yeah. I don't subscribe to Paramount Plus, which is all Comedy Central makes anything for. I think they have a Jeff Dunham special premiering. But like that's where Comedy Central is now. No roasts, no new South Parks, no Daily Show, no original stand up. It's just fucking odd. Like uh, what's going to replace that? What's going to replace that on that on the level of co- which Comedy Central was making stuff for the last twenty years? What Those motherfuckers have the chance to be heroes with Mystery Science Theater. Yep, bring it all back home. Bring it back if you want reruns that play for hours on end. It's the longest show in town, baby. It's a two-hour show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be oh good, but it'll never happen. It the moment has passed. You know. Uh... I don't know. What I, is it going to take to get you back to watching cable, Chris? Because I will tell you. Nothing. I don't care what Comedy nothing. Central puts on a docket. Put Mystery Science Theater 3000 back on. Great. I'm a huge fan. Where can I watch it online? Yeah. We're going to watch without ads. Nowhere. I'm not going to sign up to cable to watch your nope. MST3K rerun. And if MST3K won't get me to watch cable, nothing will. Having, having had to spend a ton of time at my parents' house, I'm just endlessly shocked they have a couple of movie channel packages and 900 channels and like man this all sucks and then i put something on like i like that i have been living like a commercial free to like light streaming commercial life mm-hmm. an, an actual channel's commercial break i will forget what i'm watching before the show comes <laughs> back on i am not conditioned to deal with that anymore i just can't i will i will go do something else i will pull up my phone and disappear into worlds in the time it takes for it because those commercial breaks are fucking huge they're I, my I clocks my hulu 90 seconds they have like five minute commercial breaks on cable channels now it's fucking incredible but yeah that it makes me more look I, i've i've gotten to say my piece about mtv several times on here and how important that was to me but comedy central there isn't another comedy channel I mean, you can argue every mm-hmm. every channel and streaming service has comedy. There, there's something is filling that void. But like, god damn, being raised on Comedy Central in the mid mid to late '90s, early 2000s, that was like that was like my my music. That was <laughs> I loved Comedy Central at that time. And uh, every couple of weeks, they debut something that like made waves in the entertainment industry. And it's been years years and years yeah. and years and i don't how are they ever going to get that back and if you didn't listen to laser time on channel drift i quoted the viacom president who said we're probably gonna lose some channels like they're just gonna go away and who would miss them at this point but i love my comedy central god damn it and broad city is amazing amazing you should check it out it streams on paramount plus you can stream it on the comedy central website i don't know how exactly if that still requires your cable login but you should it's 50 episodes of quality 
Very, very good. Yep. Some of the greatest guest stars in history. Show I did not watch the Michael J. Fox show, but I was rooting for it, baby. Yeah, it just didn't have that big appeal. And as far as I can tell, the only lasting impact this show has had is this Christopher Lloyd cameo. Oh, excuse me. I'm looking for Annie Henry. You know where she is? If my calculations are correct, wow. she'll be out of a staff meeting in a few minutes. You look familiar. You're on TV, right? <laughs> Good one. Uh, I would have I would have been fist pumping were I watching NBC ten years ago, and I was not, sadly. Yeah. Uh, and then, and we can't forget Sheriff Callie's Wild oh, I did West. I did forget what Sheriff is Callie's that? Sheriff Callie's. So we talked about how we don't know the young people stuff from two thousand four, mm. but that's not true for me for two thousand fourteen because this is a baby show for baby. It was shown to my kids to give me five minutes of peace, and the theme song explains it all. If you expected me to complain about a cowboy cat riding a horse, that's never going to happen. In fact, I'm putting that in my AI image generator just to make myself a new phone background. Oh, that makes me happy. Oh, yeah. oh Mandy Moore. That makes sense. Uh, I was wondering if that was a, her singing or what? Probably. If you get Mandy Moore, right. you probably wanted to sing. Sheriff Callie's yeah. Wild West. And then extremely lastly, the most forgotten work of, I think, John? Black Sails, a star's no. original show. That's the other one. Oh, I was thinking that. that too. There's another the, the, there's another pirate show. Oh, what, what, it's what? got Malkovich on it. And it's not this one. It nope. is not this one? Are you sure? No. Nope. nope, that's sure? Crossbones. Okay. But oh, wh- right? which one is this? Oh my god, we're doing this live. Uh so this is a prequel to Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island follows Captain Flint, and it is one of the best forgotten TV shows I've encountered. It has a really interesting plot. It's Game of Thrones with pirates, okay? That's what it is. It's it's got everyone backstabbing everyone because they're pirates. It's decently historically accurate. It has the British Empire's The Big Bad. It has... uh, a multi-ethnic pirate band, which is historically accurate. Uh, pirates were very mixed race compared to a lot of different uh, aspects of society at the time. Has female pirates, which were rare but did happen. And it has good cast, good acting, good writing. It's a big recommend. Hmm. Okay, I see. Part of the the uh, confusion is we will talk about Crossbones premiering in May on NBC. Oh, and that's the one. This and Black Sales was on Stars. Showtime? Stars. It's on there Stars. You go. Stars. To make it starring even Toby more Stevens, uh, who you are going to be shocked who his mom is. Uh, Stephen Tobolowsky? Yeah. That would shock me. Maggie Smith. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, right. that's Maggie Smith's kid. Looks nothing like her. I mean, not really. You kind of. It's kind of hard to see. Um, yeah, I've heard this was pretty good. Four seasons. 
It's interesting. I'm looking at the cast list and being like, oh, know who that is. Oh, know who that is. Ooh, that, oh, someone's playing Jack Rackham. Yay. Remember, and Bonnie. All right. Remember what I said about public domain works, derivatives, not a license to print money. When you make a prequel to Jonathan Livingston Siegel or whatever the fuck JR said, who's going to remember it if it's on stars? Did it even really happen anyway? If it's on Ooh. stars, it's a good show. Okay. If you say it's a good show, then I, I believe you. Your taste, uh, your taste is impeccable. Um, Ray Stevenson is Blackbeard. If someone oh, hey. had told me that, I might have gotten stars and watched this. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I've generally heard good things, but I'm, I'm buying You can watch JR. the first season on Prime. Okay. Oh, okay. Four seasons, four viewerless seasons. We've had podcasts who have more viewers than some of these episodes. This it's a <laughs> well, star the show. The 2014, we're getting into the fragmented marketplace. You right. can have, if you're not in the stars ecosystem, and I know most of you aren't, uh, you're not going to be exposed to some of their shows, and that's. The more years pass, the more that's going to be true. The The entertainment market is fragmenting. The, the only time I was so. in the Stars universe, I've never had it. You remember for a brief time, Netflix signed a deal with them to get all of their content streaming on Netflix platform, including like Disney movies and shit and Stars original programming. That was the only time I saw Stars stuff. And <laughs> once again, thinking about Ash versus Evil Dead genuflecting i miss it it's great you should watch it listen to our podcast and patreon.com slash later time it's no time for plugs yet because we still got one more thing to talk about might and magic x is this like mega ten. man x or the, 10 the tenth, no this is the 10th uh one Legacy. in the might and magic series it's a uh strategy game where you use both a warrior and magic it's well reviewed oh wake me up might and magic X at Mike and Mag- Might and Magic Ten, and with that out of the way, um, we're almost done with the show. We're going to tell you who died during this period of 30, 2010, and there's one that'll make all the Gen Xers sad, um, as well as a quiz that I love playing along with and keep dominating on who You've was been doing born. Well. I, that You've been doing well. I I did not think I'd. I was kidding when I guessed the last one. I was totally <laughs> kidding. Um, and anyway, patreoncom time is how you can support us. Uh, we did a whole show about the Evil Dead series, including looking at Ash versus Evil Dead, the phenomenal, like just horribly still to this day underseen addition to the Evil Dead canon. It's awesome. How, and especially how where Evil Dead looks like it's poised to be from here on out. Weird little non-connected movies and Ash occasionally doing something on television. Fine with that. Uh, then we also did a podcast recently about Gremlins and maybe or maybe not did another one on Terminator. Talking about movies from 40 years ago we can't squeeze into uh, 302010 or even Diana's Classic Corner. She'll mention them eventually. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Give us five bucks. You'll get access to all that and hundreds of other shows. Diana, we're going to be behind you. You can find me on the blue sky at Listener Nerd. L-E-C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D. This week sucked. I'm just going to say this week fucking sucked. Mm -hmm. If it weren't for Nebraska, we wouldn't recommend a damn thing. Next week, way better week. Mm -hmm. I already mentioned we are going to be talking about Monster. You want to see Charlie The whole reason we went forward with a show structured like this, because I didn't want to say at the top of the show to get no one to listen, but like, you don't normally have a fucking stinker week like this where (laughs) where the black and white Nebraska, which is not a movie for everybody. I understand that, but we... Loved in comparison to everything else we had to endure. Yeah. <laughs> like there's usually at least one poor segment. Yeah. that's like, well, that was stupid fun. Okay. 
And this one, even the ones that are supposed to be stupid fun, they suck ass. Yeah. Anyway, so we already, yeah, we're going to talk about Monster. We're going to talk about a dance movie that's going to add something to the lexicon of things you can yell while playing basketball. Mm, stomping the yard. We're going to be talking about another Best Actress winner and also Harvey Keitel's dick. Oh, yeah. We are going to be talking about a record oh. that is going to make everyone feel so fucking old that was back in the news because they played New Year's Eve and some MAGA people were a little bit upset. Oh. <laughs> Where did Green Day get political all I mean, of a sudden? First, Rage Against the Machine doesn't like MAGA. Now, Green Day, I didn't post, I rewrote this a thousand times. I'm not going to shit on MAGA here, but like, we really need a media comprehension class told, taught in schools. If you don't understand where Green Day is politically throughout 20 years, maybe you shouldn't be trusted to get your own news. Media huh. comprehension needs to be taught. <laughs> And I'm going to snipe a little bit from what JR is going to be talking about, but we have my favorite television show, period. Whoa. Wow. Is that the one where you'd and never say it stinks? It is. We didn't listen when Justin Timberlake threatened to get us naked by the end of the song. <laughs> but we will next week and janet jackson will pay the price and it's not fair yeah, yeah 20 yeah. years everyone 20 years and if that isn't enough it'll be the dawn of the third age of mankind if that helps it's 10 years after the earth minbari war I mean, and just when i thought we were going to talk about planet of the apes you had to go and throw that shit at me good lord <laughs> <laughs> And we'll also uncover the mysterious tale of a certain eight-legged dad. Okay. What? Okay. I'm not looking ahead. Okay. I think I might know. Eight-legged dad. Interesting. Yes. Here we go. And here we go. With all that out of the way, Diana, who did we lose during this week of 302010? Oh, man. We lost lost three real ones. In 1993, we lost Telly Savalas, who was 72. (laughs) Um, I kind of thought about throwing in the Kojak theme here because it's one of those bitchin' seventies detective show themes. That's yeah, I, by far what he's most famous for. What, yeah. I just watched him in one of the was he in Dirty Dozen or yes. one of one of those type movies where he's like a was total it, rapist. Dirty Dozen or Kelly's Heroes. Sometimes I get them. Confused. Yeah, I'm, I'm I could be getting them confused. So I right. like I have I know who this guy is, but I don't really have any intimate knowledge of his work. Yeah. But he, well, if you watch enough 70s movies, yeah. it will definitely show up a fucking ton. Yeah. Um, he's actually a pretty good Blofeld. Yeah, I'll give him that one. Uh, in 2004, we lost Bob Keeshan, a.k.a. Captain Kangaroo. Yeah, that's the one that's going to hurt the Gen Xers. He was on children's television for 30 fucking years, from 1955. He, he had the record at the time Captain Kangaroo got, which is so early in my childhood that I... It's like a fever dream. I saw those ping pong balls fall on that guy, right? The really, really old guy? I saw that. I know I saw it, yeah. but it was it was over in 1984. But yeah. uh, I think- The Ms- scariest nightmare of my entire childhood, oh. the only one I can still remember, involved Captain Kangaroo. Really? <laughs> yes. I can still recall it. I uh, was sleeping over at my grandma's house watched Captain Kangaroo, went to sleep, and I dreamed that I was trapped in the Captain Kangaroo set for eternity. And like, because it's dream feeling, it was that feeling of, I have been here millions of years, and I'm not able to get out. 
This is where Bill Cosby's picture pages comes from. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, 29 seasons, 6,000 yeah, episodes. It started before <laughs> Sesame Street, so it was the longest yep. running kids programming for a long long time until, you know, it wasn't. Uh yep. Captain Kangaroo. Mm. Yeah. And then Ooh. finally also in 2004 was when we lost Ann Miller who was 80. Oh, she is one of my favorite dancers of all time she's in a whole bunch of movies you can't take it with you she's great kiss me kate her last movie was mulholland drive right. she pops up as the landlady and i yes. was like what the f ann miller on the town though that's the one you gotta watch she has a number uh and her legs go up to her eyebrows and she is just so magnetic i love ann miller pretty pretty lady gorgeous she was gorgeous but yeah she could move all right and with those deaths out of the way what do we got jr we have the b -b birthday quiz. My birthday. Turning 100 years old. Oh, oh. If he was still alive, which he's not. Okay. So it's not Kirk Douglas. Yeah. Nope. He made it past that. Alfred Hawthorne Blank was born January 24th, 1st, 1924. His father and his grandfather had both been circus clowns. He was born in Southampton, Hampshire. Hmm. Oh. Is mm. Would have been a hundred. Mm. More details. Why Want me to keep going? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have a guess, but go ahead. Following his death... Rumors circulated that he had been buried with a large amount of gold and jewelry, and grave robbers excavated wow. and broke into his coffin the year of his death. The coffin was reburied with a thick concrete slab over it. By the way, I'm going to do the same thing to my coffin. Please disturb my corpse. Please. <laughs> Let's see. Now I'm thinking of, all right, people whose graves were robbed. Graham Parsons. No, it's not that. <laughs> Stephen no. Van Sant, no. It's got to be Gigi no. Allen. He was born in England, no. right? <laughs> Growing up, he worked as a milkman, a bridge operator, a driver, and a drummer before becoming assistant stage manager of a touring revenue before being drafted in World War II in the British Army, where he served as a searchlight operator in Normandy. What a job. What wow. a job. And, and perfect showbiz, by the way. He's just doing mm. lighting. <laughs> he was later transferred to the Combined Service Entertainment Division before the end of the war. He made his radio debut in 1947 on the Variety Bandbox. Uh, he has been in five full-length feature films. Who done Only it? five. Only five. Okay. Who done it? 1956. Light up the sky. 1960. Wow. Those Magnificent Men in Their Flying Machines, 1965. <laughs> Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, 1968. Oh, I've seen that the one. The Italian Job, 1969. Nice. Um, shit. The, the last movie he was in was The Italian Job? <laughs> oh, that's what we'll call replacing wow. me. <laughs> he, oh, no. I love that uh, movie. Uh, I'm having trouble thinking of it. It's no, it's not Noel Coward. He was in tons of movies. The um, Oasis guy? No. He, he never married. He had no children. Uh, rumors circulated that he was gay, but he always denied them. Mm -hmm. 
So wow. not Vincent everyone Price. I've he, thought of is going to be older than this. Alfred Hitchcock—that's the problem. I was okay. thinking like it's not Cary Grant, uh, it's not Errol Flynn. He's on Ozzy. Hmm. Ozzy Osbourne. He had nope. Oh. <laughs> he had a television show named after him on the BBC, which ran from 1955 to 1989. Jesus Christ. It's not that Jim will fix it guy. Please tell me it's not him. It was not him. Okay. Oh, God. It's not Parkinson. Um, Alan Parkinson's? No, I think he was no. a good one. He, he used a common gag, which had the yakety sax theme Betty Hill. so much. Oh, it's Betty it Hill. is Betty Hill. Hill. Betty Hill said Tempe. Oh, my yes. God. Of course he's an Italian job. What was It's Betty Hill. Speaking of Comedy Central, if you got up at 6 a.m., that's what you were given. Benny Hill. I would sometimes Benny come home Hill. from school and could rub one out to an episode of Benny Hill, oh. usually featuring Daphne from Frasier. Awesome. Oh, God. Wow. Do the kids appreciate? I don't think the kids appreciate how no. insane Benny Hill was. I mean, like the closest thing I've ever seen is uh, when Family Guy has uh, Stewie's Sexy Party. Mm-hmm. That might be the my favorite gag they've ever done, where it's just him in a yacht outfit and a bunch of ladies in underwear, and they just sort of run around in circles. It is, it's, I, I believe, like the attitude in England is like whatever our attitude is with Cosby. Despite I don't think there being a ton of allegations towards Benny Hill, but but it's not aired anymore. It's not polite to bring up. It's not cool to like. No, it's very tasteless. So many of the jokes are about him like peeping on a woman, but then it turns yes. out it's not. You know, it's actually a mannequin or something or, you know, yeah, grabbing a woman, uh, trying to pinch her butt and then all her clothes come off. I mean, it's, was it an act? It was it real? Extremely old fashioned, tasteless humor. I encourage you to look up the real set of photographs with Vanilla Ice and Benny Hill because <laughs> they are real. Because like, how did this happen? Like Benny Hill showed up at spring break where Vanilla Ice is in Florida. Uh what the fuck? Documentary about oh. this man tomorrow, please. Oh, if I need my to, God. I am aging into the role. I'm happy to do it. Happy to do it. Somebody get the Benny Hill life story off the ground just so I can blink fast and look at butts. And <laughs> oh dear, yeah, I I can't even imagine like going on YouTube and looking for like best Benny Hill bits because yeah, the point is that they are crass and stupid. And they usually end with people chasing each other, sped up, played the sax. But it was also largely. With, like sans dialogue so it was very easily yeah. exportable every culture has probably seen benny hill even if they haven't seen it for 25 years hmm. so on youtube benny hill joggers does have 4.3 million views <laughs> Wow. So much okay. more high fidelity boobies. Why why are we looking at <laughs> pal British boobies? <laughs> that was the resolution, not a shitting on tits in England. Yeah. Or the films of George Powell. <laughs> or the films yeah. of George which I just bought. <laughs> I just bought. Because I went by Best Buy to see if they were closing down the physical media section because they, they said they would, but not in my town. What do they have on sale? 4K like three ninety nine, War of the Worlds. I'll fucking take it. I will take George Powell's War of the Worlds. It's the better film, Spielberg. Suck it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, happy one hundredth birthday to Benny Hill. Benny now, Hill. I I had us going out on No Excuses by Allison Chains, but we can hold on to that if you want to play Yakety Sack slowed down so it's mournful. I do. 
So it's mournful, I, the mournful version of Yakety Sax. I do enjoy that very much. I, I am such a sucker for any video that's like this happy song in a minor key and now it's sad. When we <laughs> learned to burn CDs and steal music and only one of our friends had a CD burner, I would sneak Yakety Sax into every single request mix CD every, every time, every, <laughs> every genre. And we ended up developing, a th- like if we were stuck in traffic, I would put down all the windows New put on yakety sacks and like everybody stare straight ahead and do not smile. And we're gonna we're just gonna slowly go through traffic with this, just completely straight face. <laughs> the first one that loses has to like buy cigarettes or something. The first one who laughs. Oh awesome. It was so yeah. much fun. Oh I get so that much joy out of Benny Hill. Uh everyone go watch the Italian job. He's he's funny in it. And I, that movie's just rips, so now yeah. I gotta see it. All right, but thank you guys so oh, much for good. listening. Please, Benny Hill, who's playing the saxophone in the song, and I know that's not true, but I don't have the artist's name in front of me. Uh, please take us out with your somber music. Patreon.com slash LaserTime. We'll see you next week. Yeah.